Uh, that is what American workers are looking for right now, you know, with the great resignation phenomenon. They want in American workers are clamoring for more say in the running of the business. I think now is the time for business leaders, the new people leaders to realize in order to increase employee engagement, employee satisfaction, hmm? making employees part owner of the business and having giving them a say in managing the business or shared governance, so to speak, might be a new phenomenon in the new world of work. Think about our retirement and pensions, how pensions have gone away. Social Security, you know, will be out there when when people uh, go to retire. So this creates another avenue for our workers to get more involved in companies, helping companies improve, and then they, being part owners of this company will certainly help their retirement as well. Greetings and welcome to the New World of Work podcast with Dr. Bob Biswas and and, and uh, Bill Garrison. So today we've got a really fascinating and interesting podcast. It's, a, it's a podcast number 15, and we're going to be doing it on employees as owners. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into this with, uh, with, with Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, why don't you, why don't you tell the group what you're thinking about when you talk about employees as owners? There is a, well, I'm looking for the word, a government authorized program. Hmm? It's the ERISA authorized program called ESOP program, Employee Stock Ownership Plan. Not stock option plan, stock ownership plan, where you can make employees owners of the company and also raise capital, okay? And um, so be employees become the shareholders of the company, okay? The there's a lot of technical dimensions to this program, which we cannot cover in this video, but uh, it is possible that companies like, uh, we have a grocery store here, Winko, I think it's the name, right? It will proudly announces on the, on the billboard that the store's signboard saying an employee owned company. Hmm? Employee owned has a lot of value. It's uh, the concept of industrial democracy, where employees have say in the managing of the operation they work for. Hmm? Uh, it's kind of a European import, like in here, Germany. In Germany, by the way, nobody can dispute, is an economic powerhouse. In Germany, employees dis employees participating in the decision making of the business that they are in is required by law okay it's called the germans works councils so in germany employees legally have to participate are required are allowed to participate in business decisions of running that business and one can hypothesize although they, I haven't done specific research on this, but one can hypothesize that when employees have a say in the management of the business, 
the business lines up doing tremendously better, which is a which a case study is in German companies. Look at German companies and how successful they are, you know, and Germany has become the mechanical engineering powerhouse of the world with companies like Siemens, Mercedes, Benz, Volkswagen, on and on and on, right? Mm -hmm. They control the machining, machinery businesses of the world, and they're very successful. But remember, the success could be attributed to the fact that the employees are participating in the decision making of the company. Mm -hmm. That's the idea of employee ownership. It's the idea of employment, the employee democracy, industrial democracy, where employees have the say. And that is what American workers are looking for right now, you know, with the great resignation phenomenon. They want in American workers are clamoring for more say in the running of the business. And in this chapter, we discussed that there is a method to do that, which is the ERISA-approved ESOP plan, okay? It is surprising that more and more companies in America haven't taken advantage of this uh, legal benefit that exists, okay? And that tells you an attitude of the American business leaders. They don't want to share decision-making, right? But I don't think, I think now is the time for business leaders, the new people leaders to realize in order to increase employee engagement, employee satisfaction, hmm? making employees part owner of the business and having, giving them a say in managing the business or shared governance, so to speak, might be a new phenomenon in the new world of work. All the more because workers in America, because of digitization and technology advances, are all knowledge workers, okay? The workforce has changed to more knowledge workers, highly skilled workers, etc. Uh, just to dramatize the point, hmm? just to dramatize and drive home in a dramatic manner, Warehouser Corporation, which is a Northwest company, one of the largest wood manufacturers of the world. Wood, wood, cutting trees, making wood. Hmm? Why is it not possible for one of the wood people or carpenters who live their life working with wood be on the board of Warehouser Corporation? Why not? Why should Warehouser Corporation board be finance people from Wall Street or whatever? And why, why not a real wood carpenter who really knows everything about manufacturing through wood? Hmm? Not a Wall Street analyst who has no idea, who hasn't made his hands dirty by working with wood. That's this makes, to me, point. makes a lot of logical sense. Yeah. I, I get excited when you talk about employees as owners. Um, so many things that you said, we do have a labor management strain going on right now. And, 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 and we've got the COVID issues, but also think about our retirement and pensions, how pensions have gone away. Social security, you know, will be out there when, when people uh, go to retire. So this creates another avenue 
for our workers to get more involved in companies, helping companies improve, and then the being part owners of this company will certainly help their retirement as well. So I get excited when I when I think about employees as owners. So this is a good thing. It makes a lot of sense, right, it Bob? Makes, it makes a lot of sense. But let me again reiterate to you that Germany and Europe is run by works councils, which is employee and management working together to make the day-to-day -day strategic and operational decisions of the business. Hmm? Mm -hmm. And and look at the economic success of these companies, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, a real research subject is if there is more industrial democracy, does that increase the financial results of the company? The correlation between more employee shared governance of employees and business success. I'm sure if I look, there are research done in this area, and I would think I would make a wild, into a calculated guess that the the correlation between shared governance and financial success of an organization is very high. I've I've got a very simple uh, evidence of this. Uh, a hundred years ago, I can't even remember when it was, I owned a lawn service and landscaping business. And for the most part, in the off season, I could handle that by myself. But the summertime here in Bakersfield gets to 100 degrees. All of a sudden, people don't want to mow their own lawns. They hire a gardener. They hire someone to mow their lawns. And, and so I had to hire people to work for me. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very low-end job to work for a gardener. And so I would uh, hire these young kids, and they would come, they would work, and I would pick them up in the morning and then would go work. And then at the end of the day, you know, they're exhausted. Uh, they made a good day's wages, and they were satisfied. Um, they, I'm not a harsh boss, but I was got a pretty good work ethic. So we would work pretty, pretty good and... Uh, and, and we would have a, a good day's work. But I noticed that because I paid them by the hour, they would go slower. Uh, they didn't put as much care into it, those types of things, as me, the business owner. Because it, I was wanting to get more accounts. I was wanting to do a good job on each account so that I could get more. Or I didn't want to mess something up so that person would fire us. And so uh, what would happen, though, is I would... Before it gets too hot, I'd go at 6 o'clock in the morning to go pick them up. And uh, just every now and then, they just would not come to the door. They would quit without telling me. And so I had to go do double the work that day. Because I was the one with the American dream. I was the one with the risk. Uh, all these things wow. I put out there. And I, so I started having this turnover that was crazy. So then I thought, you know what I ought to do? is instead of paying these guys by the hour, I should pay them by a percentage of each account. So I will give them a share of the ownership, and every new account they earn, that make, gives them a, a, a raise. If they screw something up and they lose an account, that's a pay cut for them. Mm -hmm. And it changed dramatically. <clears throat> All of a sudden, I had guys talking about maybe one day buying the company from me, 
and our productivity, our teamwork, all all increased. See, I uh, I state that our business model, American business model, needs a complete reengineering. Complete reengineering, and that's one of the major themes of our book. Why? So far, since the 1980s, the focus has been shareholder satisfaction, satisfy Wall Street, which has initiated short-term thinking, profit next quarter, okay, masses of layoffs, okay, to reduce costs, hmm? the resource maximization, all of these inward thinking policies and programs. And the main focus has been shareholder satisfaction. Shareholder satisfaction has been the leading variable. I suggest, and we suggest in the book, that is high time we change this paradigm. Especially now that we all know what is going on with the great result resignation phenomenon. The paradigm should be employee satisfaction first. When the employees are satisfied and engaged, they create satisfaction for customers, happy customers. Mm -hmm. Happy customers made by happy employees. And when employees are satisfied and customers satisfied, then only can shareholders be satisfied. So shareholder satisfaction is not a leading variable. It is a lagging variable. That is the paradigm shift in the business model. And this employee as owners allows or, or manifests itself as the change business model. Employees first, customers second, and shareholders three. So. Uh, whether that transition in business philosophy will happen is yet to be seen, widely happen, is yet to be seen. But in our opinion, it needs to be, it needs to happen. Uh, business no. leaders have to have foresight to understand that, uh, mm, that the paradigm, business paradigm needs to change. But let me tell you there is a movement towards changing this paradigm. Wall Street is soon realizing long-term business success, long-term sustainable business success depends on changing this paradigm to employee first, customer second, and shareholder third. This is the ticket to long-term business success as opposed to shareholder first, you know, customer second and employees last. Okay, that hasn't worked very well, and that has resulted in this great resignation phenomenon, and employees thinking to themselves, "What is the workplace? This workplace is not giving me anything. I am giving everything, but not getting anything back in return." Well, I, yeah. I was going to say a, a big thing in the news, you know, recently or, or even the last couple of years. There's a big wealth gap that's happening between the ultra wealthy and the employees, right? It seems like uh, the leaders at the very top, the vice president and the president and, and the major stockholders, I mean, their wealth is going up and the employees are 
that's very slowly. So now you this Bob, you touched on a very yeah um, the no. sensitive nerve with me because <laughs> I've been in the, the executive compensation business. I was an executive compensation consultant for PricewaterhouseCoopers. And there, in, to be very blunt about it, America has executive compensation madness, madness. <laughs> the average a difference, and I write it, and not maybe this book, other books I've written on compensation. I point out that the, the diff ratio between the CEO's pay and the average worker's pay in America is about 400% or something. Yeah. The rest of the world, it's a hardly 100% difference. Okay. There's a story I want to relate. And there's a story. And a financial reporter went to interview the president and chairman of Japan Airlines, who makes about $80,000, $90,000 salary. Hmm? And he's just a common person. He goes to the cafeteria, stands in line with the employees, and sits with the employees when having lunch. There's no executive cafeteria, executive lunchroom, and all that. There are no perks, unlike American corporate corporate executives. So the business reporter asks the CEO chairman of Japan Airlines, which is one massive airlines, is one of the leading airlines in the world. Says he makes seventy, eighty thousand. What do we? The chairman and CEO of Delta Airline makes $10 million. Yeah. He said, what? what is it? Why does he need $10 million? Hmm? Why does he need $10 million? What makes him think he needs $10 million? And here's around the world, another CEO in a competitive business is not making $10 million. So why do these CEOs and C-suite executives need so much money? Hmm? This is the real question. Let's let's share the wealth with employees. Yeah, exactly. Share the governance. Employees. Share governance. Share the wealth with employees. Mm -hmm. That will make employees engaged. That will make employees satisfied, and that will cause employees to double their productivity, quadruple their productivity, and thus make the business successful in the long run. Yeah. That is what employees as owners philosophy is. Employees as owners is, as a philosophy is a paradigm shifting philosophy for American business. I don't know that should happen, but I don't know whether it will happen. <laughs> Think about the collaboration that would be added by by having employees as owners, you know, between the between the employees and and the upper management. And that's this is what we've been talking about for weeks now. You know, flipping flipping it. You know, so the the leadership gives a direction, but the but the, the staff they come up with the solutions and they lead the company. Yeah, and I, I think about what you were saying, Dr. Bob, about uh, the German companies and the shared governance. I, I would think that the um, uh, retention of employees is a lot higher when they have a stake in ownership. I would think that the, is I think a lot from the business owner's mindset, right? So the business owner, the American dream, I want to be my own boss. I want to 
um, run my own company. And so I gather the uh, factors of production. I put my own risk on the line. I might get a partner or, or spread that risk to a corporation, but I'm the one taking that risk. And so I'm going to steer the ship in a way that creates uh, gains for me, right? So so I'm going to maybe reduce the workforce. I might gain workforce, and I'm going to see this up and down. I'm going to win, I'm going to lose, but over time it's going to go up. I would imagine that in the German model that what they see is a slow, steady increase, kind of like uh, the tortoise and the hare. <laughs> what do you think, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think I think you're absolutely right. I, I agree with you. Me as employee, if if I know that I'm adding value to the company, I'm going to be much more open to providing more and adding more value if I'm getting something for it, if I'm getting a piece of the company. So it, to me, it energizes me to, yeah. wow, what else can I do to, to, to help? Because, you know, my family is going to profit from this. Yeah, I think as business owners, we wish that our employees would take an ownership mindset. I know when I've taught uh, introduction to business, um, most of my students come into that class not a, not being a business owner. They've been an employee, and so they don't understand the mindset of an entrepreneur. And a, an entrepreneur is, a, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, and they're uh, working multiple hours and all these things. And so by the end of the course, they understand, oh, man, being a business owner is hard. Why would anybody ever want to do that? Um, because and it's it really is that risk reward, uh, uh, that risk reward formula. But if we um, are able to as a as a, a boss that cares about our employees, maybe we don't go full on employees as owners in our company but we find ways to increase ownership mindset. Um, I think that's a good step in the right direction. When you talk about the risk, Bill, you know, we can think of it this way, you know, the risk of staying with in the company and having a safety net where you might get an, an additional two to 3% of a raise per year versus having um, a say in the direction of the, of the company and, having profit sharing within that company where you could add a lot more value than that than that two or three percent raise that you may have gotten or you might have a lot more stock because you're part of ownership of the company um that percentage difference could be huge yeah yeah i think though that that if you're going to move towards an employee ownership program uh, employees have to understand they're going to be shouldering some of that risk too, right? So right now, uh, most jobs that I've worked in where I was a, I'm a full-time employee, um, I don't think I've ever thought after my annual review, I'm going to lose money in my salary, right? Uh, I can only stay the same in my salary or I'm going to get a raise after my review. Um, uh, but as a business owner, every day I thought, Man, if I mess up, I'm going to lose money. If I do well, we're going to gain money. And so uh, these employee stock ownership plans, ESOPs like Winco does, they shoulder some of that risk as well. So if um, I'd be interested to see 
did during the pandemic did Winco's overall um, did did employees lose money during the pandemic? Because uh, mm-hmm. I I think too I, I'm I'm very competitive. If you and I were um, coworkers and we're all uh, employees as owners. And now we have to we have to realize make a hard decision that somebody's got to go. Um, I'd much rather it be you than me, right? Oh. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how how that's the negatives are handled. Um, but I think there's a lot of positives. I think at a bare minimum, as a, a business owner, you should value your employees. Um, that's going to make them want to stick around longer. Uh, but uh, for sure, these uh, this chapter, this employees as owners, um, we could either do it in spirit or we can financially do it as well. So those opportunities are out. There. Well, you made some really good points, Bill. You know, think of the, think of the effort that companies put into training employees, right? And they don't want to see those employees leave ap- after you know one year or six months, you know, even two years, right? If they're good employees, we want to hang on to those good employees. And so, what a good incentive is. Um, when the employers have the opportunity to be owners within the company, once they are they're given that incentive, they're going to want to stick around. So it it really is a win win. Yeah, so I I really think that uh, we can uh, we don't have to have the labor management string, right? We can have collaboration uh, at a minimum for sure. Uh, each each member of the organization has their own role that they will play. And I really think I've, we've talked about it in previous episodes about uh, the future workforce being a small cadre of full-time employees and managers, and maybe even that flipped upside down triangle that we talked about where the, uh, the employees are at the top. Um, the gig workers, I think, may be outside of this. Right. So they you wouldn't necessarily give a gig worker a part of the ownership. Um, But those few employees and those few managers as leaders, uh, they would be the ones that would have more of that ownership mentality. And you can get the tasks uh, that you need to have done, the menial tasks or whatnot, to be done by a lot of the gig work. And there was a study that went out. Um, I don't have my hands on that study right now, but but they did say. Uh, as a result of that study, that employee ownership boosted uh, profits by fourteen percent. Right, so that's that's pretty significant, fourteen percent. I would like to challenge business leaders to think out of the box in this area, okay, and look at some of the success stories where employees feel like owners of the business, okay, and if you are challenged with byproducts of the great resignation you really as a business leader uh, really need to rethink your business model to this change model that i proposed here thank you very much i'll see you all later okay thank you dr bob okay so i just want to thank everybody for being uh, part of our episode 15 podcast talking about employees and owners and we'd love to hear your thoughts shoot us an email uh send us a text let us you know let us know what what you think about it and um, we will see you again in another week and don't forget our book take care and see you soon all right bye-bye